Uh, we'll have the fruit and the flower offering now. Thank you. Merci. Wow. The flower shop, surely be happy when I'm here, huh? <laughs> Thank you. Come on. Um, I'll just, uh, before Master gives her lecture, I'll just take a few moments of your time and share with you some of my personal experiences after having um, received initiation and practiced the Kuan Yin method. Uh, I was a spiritual practitioner for many years before I met Master Ching Hai, but none of the meditation techniques or the uh, spiritual Practices that I did uh, gave me the spiritual satisfaction that I was looking for. Um, even though I put a lot of time and a lot of effort uh, into it. A friend of mine gave me a tape of Master, and this is how I was introduced to her. And after having watched the videotape and having listened to her uh, teachings, I realized immediately that this was the teacher that I had always been looking for. Uh, even before initiation, Master takes care of you. It took, uh, I had to wait several months uh, before I was able to receive the initiation, as at that time, no initiation was uh, being given. And so Master, knowing the sincere longing in my heart, came to me in a dream and initiated me there. Uh, before initiation, I worked many, many long hours, and I um, worried about everything. And I really wasn't very happy or peaceful uh, in my heart. And after initiation, um, due to uh, the ability of concentrating better, I did things much more quickly and more efficiently. And what used to take me... Um, two or three hours now it took me maybe only one hour to do. And I became, uh, or I, I really didn't worry that much about things anymore. Um, it's not that uh, I didn't do things well, it's just that whatever it was that I did, it didn't, uh, uh, if it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out, uh, that was all right too. And what, what happened there was... Um, my attachment to um, uh, the, the results of whatever I did uh, it was becoming less. Uh, the other thing is, is that I became more, um, uh, or I felt a lot more love, a lot more peace and harmony uh, in relationships and in whatever I did. And it was the kind of love that accepted people for what it, what, however they were rather than for what it was that I wanted them to be. Um, and these changes um, happened very quickly after the initiation. And um, because of that, it showed me very clearly how powerful and how effective this method of meditation was. Um, when I'm doing um, work uh, for Master, often... Um, I need a lot. I need guidance or help to get through a difficult um, situation. And if I uh, pray inside to her, I find that I can feel her presence very strongly and her guiding me through any difficult situation. Uh, 
um, even in um, a seemingly uh, scary or frightful situation, uh, she's there protecting you. Um, on one occasion, I had to go to uh, a foreign country, and this country um, was a third world country that I had never uh, been to before. And when I arrived at the airport, um, the uh, people that were to meet me, I discovered, weren't able to come. And so there I was at 7 o'clock at night and uh, in a strange country, not knowing the language and having to find um, a hotel. And what happened was uh, a few minutes later, the lady who was sitting next to me on the uh, airplane came and asked me if uh, I had people to meet me. And I said no, so she offered to, uh, to drive me to a hotel. So this lady was kind of like a, an angel that fell out of the sky that Master had sent to help me out of this difficult situation. And also, in my uh, two years in, or so in, in living in Maoli, I had many uh, encounters with uh, snakes, big snakes, uh, cobras. Some of them are thin and, and quite long and some fat and short. And one day I went to... Um, to wash uh, my hands, and underneath the sink was hidden this not too uh, fat but quite long cobra. And as I went to turn the water on, it raised its head and started to hiss. And so I um, stopped for a second and then stepped back, and of course I didn't get bitten. And uh, there were many cases, situations like that. And uh, the point is that sometimes you cannot anticipate the situation. And you don't have time to pray for help. And even in those situations, um, you're, well, she, she protects you and takes care of you. Um, on uh, uh, another occasion when I was uh, uh, distributing sample booklets, one, one uh, gentleman was asking about um, the meditation technique and who Master was, and I was explaining uh, to him, but he didn't like what I was saying because it didn't seem to suit his um, uh, understanding of what was being said in the Bible. So he became very angry. And at that time, he was about to hit me. Uh, I felt like there was a wall of protection around me, and uh, he, never, he never did hit me. And uh, these qualities, um, uh, these are some of the qualities of a of a living saint or a fully realized being and uh, those of uh, omnipresence and omnipotent and omniscience. And Omnipresence means that they can be in any place uh, at any time uh, and in many places at the same time. And omnipotent means that they're all powerful and omniscient means that they're all hearing. So um, not all uh, spiritual masters have these qualities and not all spiritual masters are uh, true living uh, masters um, but uh, when you uh, need help and guidance and uh, you uh, pray to master she can hear your prayers no matter where you are or regardless of the, the situation and when if you've had any personal experience of this then you know you feel more uh, relaxed and comfortable and uh, very happy and peaceful because you know that you're protected and well taken care of. Uh, 
those who have practiced this method and have practiced uh, or practiced other methods and then have practiced the Kuan Yin method um, realize that Master Ching Hai is a true living master and that she is the best and the greatest and the highest being to ever have graced uh, this earth. And uh, uh, I'll stop there and uh, perhaps Stephen can introduce a little bit about Master Ching Hai's background. Um, thank you, Vicky. I, I just wanted to add that she's also the most beautiful. And I'd like to turn this over at this moment to Master Ching Hai. Thank you, Steve. And thank you all for coming today. I'm also very honored to be in this great country, the country of prosperity, of peace, of loving kindness, and humanitarian, because your country has uh, what many countries do not have, the warmth and the human love between each other, as well as a very elevated spiritual standard. I was very touched to know that in your country there's no death sentence. And that shows that in this land only love rules above all things. And let's hope that other countries will learn from your example. To let God rule the justice and not to take revenge. Also, I have the opportunity to speak to some of the, uh, the people who live in this land, the, the immigrants, for example, and the Vietnamese refugees who have been welcomed into your country with love and uh, non-discrimination. And they are very happy in this country. And I'm sure this will add more merit and blessing into the great nation that you happen to reside. Only a very spiritual, elevated country can possess such quality of loving kindness, of non-racial, non-discriminating quality. 
And if every nation is like this, at least our world will become a small paradise. But unfortunately, there are many other things that prevent people to understand the basic truth. That is, love is the greatest law in the universe. And therefore, many people do not enjoy life the way they should. The more we cling to life in a forceful way, the less we can enjoy the flavor of it. Therefore, the enlightened person are happier, more contented. And even then, from this very stable state of mind, they can do many wonders because they are quiet enough to understand where their wisdom lies, where their greatness is, in order to make use of it. When we are very busy, or we are in a panic, or in a hurry, most often we forgot what we want to do, or we do things in an incomplete way. Therefore, a tranquil mind of an enlightened person can see things more clearly, and that's the only logic of this science. Be still and know that I am God. Who is that I am? That is the one that resides within us. That is the true self. Therefore, we are God. This realization doesn't come through hearing people saying that or through believing alone, but through self-realization. And just as any other science, there is, there must be a special technique. Everything we learn and we master in life are done through self-experimenting. Similarly, enlightenment can be achieved through uh, some uh, perseverance, self-experiencing, and therefore it will be lasting. That's the reason why we have heard a lot of saints and sages of all time saying that we are God is within us. If God is within us, mean we and God are one. And if we and God are one, we are God. But even then, we heard so often, and we read so many Bibles and so many statements from such great men like Jesus and Buddha, Mohammed, etc., but we would not truly believe that we are that. And we could not find the God that's supposed 
to dwell within ourselves. It is because we lack self-experience. We have not known it by our own discovery, but only by hearing. In the old time, when science has not reached the height of uh, today, we have many problems. Even the rain will trouble us. Even the snow will bother us. Anything, any small thing, big things, obstruct our daily activities. Even the rain, for example. Now we have umbrella, we have raincoat, we can walk in the rain, we can enjoy even the rain, and we can work in the rain. Better still, we have car, we have buses, we have all things that protect us from the different weather changes in the nature. Therefore, we are very comfortable. In the ancient time, if we were to hold a meeting today, and many of you uh, stay in a very, very long distance, could not be here. Not because of the distance only, but because of rain, because of weather and all that. So in the ancient time, people hid themselves in caves, in mountains, under the trees to protect themselves from uh, natural disadvantages. And many people still do today in some of the, of the uh, un- undeveloped country. So that must not be. Enlightenment is like that. It's like the more uh, as, as, uh, that's just like we add more comfort into our life and be happy in whatever condition. Suppose we don't have raincoat, we don't have umbrella, we don't have car. If it rains today, we are stopped from all our activities, from all the things that we love to do and want to accomplish. Is that not so? Yes. Similarly, life is fantastic. If we have enlightenment, there is nothing in this life which could be named suffering or terror or trouble. Only because we lacked protection that they seem to be so. Because, take example of the rain, if it doesn't rain, we don't have water, and all the trees, the flowers cannot grow, and all the crops that we need for survival will never be there. Therefore, rain is not terrible in itself, but it is if we don't have umbrella and we walk miles in the cold, we will shiver, we will catch cold, we will be ill, and we may lose our life even. Through such a very harmless and useful nature phenomena, 
Even very natural, beautiful phenomena become harmful to us if we lack equipment to protect ourselves. Therefore, many people want to change the world, to change the way we live our life. But the sage of enlightened, of enlightened uh, spirit say, no, change yourself. Because if we change ourselves, we change the world around us. Even if the world still stays the way it is, we are not affected. And if each person changes in this way, there's no need for any war and there will be no disaster. If everyone has umbrella, raincoats, what is the need to change the season, to stop the rain, or to make the magical power to control the raining time, like many people would like to learn, and many people uh, possess this magical power, can stop the rain, can make it uh, lengthen, can, can make it... Uh, can push it to another direction. And it takes a long time to learn this magical skill. But why bother? Why bother? We just wear the raincoat. <laughs> it's cheap, <laughs> it's simple, and everyone can use it. Once the Buddha went to cross the river on boat, and the boatman did not want to take him because he had no money. At that time, he was, uh, of course, a renunciate, a monk still, with, uh, who possessed no, 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 no property. So the Buddha had no choice but to walk over <laughs> the river. Yes. These days, quite a few yogis in India and Tibet and elsewhere still can do that. Many people ask me about the ma magical power because people are curious about things that they cannot explain and also about things that they uh, scientifically think is impossible. So I told them that, that, yes, these things still exist. But nevertheless, it's not to be used at random and also not to be done for show. Even Jesus, he possessed a lot of magical power, but he, doesn't, he didn't always do it. He was very reluctant. Therefore, he raised only one dead person to life. He killed maybe only two or three blind persons and not run around all the time and rise all the dead to lives. That will bring the nature law into chaotic, situ uh, uh, how say, nature. And that is the thing an enlightened saint would not do. Each one has to learn, to yearn within his heart to know himself, to know God. 
and then the kingdom of God will come and the master will come to help that person. If we use magical power or any other supernatural way to convince people, we unknowingly lead people astray because we limit God power within these magical skills which could be learned by some expert. And also by doing that, we interfere with the flow of nature. And of course, we bring some disaster upon ourselves. Because what we seek is the eternal things like wisdom, love, and the greatness of the universal power, not the small corner of these um, low level of uh, games. But when we possess great wisdom, we also possess uh, numerous uh, miraculous power. But at that time, we have so much, too much, that we might not even know how much we have. And things just come out from us automatically without us intentionally doing anything. That's why the saints do things without doing, without even thinking, without even wanting to do it. It's just like a very, very rich person He has no idea how much he has. He can never count. He can never see enough all of his treasure. Therefore, the enlightened person are always happy, at least most of the time happy. And even when he encounters unhappiness, which is brought uh, to him, by his very close contact with someone he loved, maybe. Then he is affected because of the love for that person. He may share the suffering or unhappiness of that person. But even then, he is very, very calm inside. And he knows that the unhappiness is only ephemeral nature. He is not uh, kind of uh, dragged and sunk into this unhappiness, like most of the people do. Therefore, if we even want just to be happy in this life, we should get enlightenment. Of course, I should tell uh, you, the great people of Canada, that uh, you have to seek God because for God's sake alone, not because of happiness in this life. But I do think that these things come together. If you are enlightened, you are happy. And the more happy, the more you believe in enlightenment, and the more you will appreciate God's nature. Anyhow, what is the use of expecting an everlasting happiness in heaven while we 
grover here in darkness and in misery every minute of our life. An enlightened person enjoy both worlds, enjoy heaven at the same time as enjoy the world. Why? Because he knows that whatever is manifested in this world is also the will of heaven and is also a copy of the real manifestation in the higher kingdom of God. And because he is very relaxed, has no fear, no anxiety, so whatever he enjoys, he enjoys to the utmost. Many people think that after enlightenment, maybe you don't know how to love your wife anymore, (laughs) or to love your husband or children anymore. It is the opposite. Only when you are very happy, and know your true worth, can you truly love other person? Because you see her reflection, your reflection within her. You will respect that person and love all the good qualities that God endows on that person. Because you have realized what God has given yourself. And then you know God gives all beings the same amount of quality. But we choose sometimes to go into the opposite direction. And therefore, we suffer. And then we blame God. We say, how come God has such almighty power and cannot turn this paradise into heaven? The power doesn't lie in God's hand, it lies in your hand. I know all this through experience, not through books and not through any Bible. And I know this also through the experiences in the life of my disciples. And that is also the reason why we see each other today. It is due to the kindness of my disciples. They want to share with you what they have discovered. So they have gone through a lot of trouble and expenses and time-consuming to organize this day as a congregation. We do not do this with the very burning ambition to convince you into our path, but we do it with a very happy attitude of uh, of just a, a, a happy person. Therefore, we do not care to wear very special, uh, how to say, renunciating dress to impress you. We do not try to make a very holy appearance of ourselves to convert you. We do not try to give any anything to you, gift or any other kind of magical power to let you come in into our circle. But we do it as the duty of a brother to another brother. And we just do it for the sake of doing it, actually. We're happy whether you convince or not convince. 
will be contented whether you come or you go. Because nothing is that deadly serious to us anymore. We do it or not do it is the same thing to us. I could be sitting pretty on top of the mountain in Taiwan and enjoying my samadhi power, or I could be sitting here knowing more of the people of the earth planet is the same to me. Therefore, if you feel that you're ready for this happiness, which is uh, the true happiness, because it comes from the root, because you know the, you know the whole thing from heaven to earth and hell. You know everything, and then you choose what you would like to enjoy. Therefore, your happiness will be true and lasting. Otherwise, most of the so-called enjoyment in this world, we are not uh, having. We are we are not free to choose. Sometimes we are dragged alone to a party and try to enjoy it. Sometimes we are forced to get married because of some political or business reason and try to make the best out of it. Sometimes we drag along with the, along with the big family and trying to feed them, working from morning to night and try to think that we are great because we're taking care of the family. But it's not always the choice. Therefore, we do not feel happy in many things we do because somehow we feel that we are not the one who control all this. We are not the, the host. We are just like a guest. We are blown with the wind and go along with whatever situation. We lose many interests and joy in life through not knowing why we are doing all this and that. But after enlightenment, it's different. Whatever we enjoy, we truly enjoy. We understand the value of life as well as the value above this life. There are two lives in any planet. One is of the material existence, the other is of everlasting nature. If we know only one and we lack the others, just like most of the people in the world, they enjoy only the material exist, existence of so-called life, but they do not know the real picture of this projection. They know only the shadows, so they enjoy the material life and fear to lose it. But the truly enlightened person knows both, the everlasting and also the copy of it. And he can enjoy both at the same time. Or he can choose to enjoy one or not the other. Or he can choose to enjoy both. But I think while we are already here, we might just well enjoy. And there's nothing in this world that we should not enjoy, really except those that is harmful to the lives of other beings. 
Therefore, we just suggest a vegetarian diet. So the fish can always swim in the sea as much as he please. And the cow can gaze on the pasture until nature calls him back to where he belongs. And we can enjoy them and they can enjoy us. Yeah. Some of the enlightened persons um, I don't know how to, to, to which degree, but they choose to live uh, in the inside, in the, in the other side of life, yeah, the spiritual side of life. And therefore, give the impression to the people that all the enlightened person has to be like that, has to go into the Himalaya, has to go into the cave, has to forsake all the beautiful things about this life in order to be a Buddha. But that must not be so. Because we will be too aloof from this world. And many people find it difficult to associate with us. And if they find it too difficult to associate with us, how can they help themselves? How can they know what we know? Of course, maybe it is more pleasant for a saint or an enlightened person to stay away from the hustle bustle of the world and to be carefree in his or her own way. But on the other hand, there are many other brothers and sisters who need our assistance. Everything in this world is of some use. And if an enlightened sage became a useless being, then it is a waste of nature's product. <laughs> Therefore, we should just stay in the world but remain above it. We can have our house, our cars, but we no longer are slave to this possession. If we have them, we enjoy them. If we don't have them, we just don't. It's a very simple life. I have beautiful cars when I went to Taiwan. But um, I just sold them before I went on world tour <laughs> because we were a little bit short <laughs> of the airplane tickets. <laughs> so I sold them, yeah. And in the future, should I have any more of this uh, beautiful and expensive cars, it'd be fine. I go on bus. Yeah, <laughs> um, my disciples have many cars. I can go with them. Yeah, no problem. I can borrow one day from this person and next day another person. Why should I have my own car anyhow? Yeah. Therefore, <clears throat> the things in this world we will enjoy if they are there, and if they are not there, it makes no difference to us. That is the way of the enlightened 
spirit. Not that we have to run away from material existence, but we remain above it. And I think that is more practical for most of the people on this planet because we are in the material surrounding. We are in the material existence. Wait until we leave this physical world, we can enjoy completely the spiritual atmosphere of the real life. So why be in a hurry? If everyone get enlightenment and run into the Himalaya, stay there forever. And then soon we have no more enlightened person left. And the other would never know of enlightenment, right? Because everyone's gone. <laughs> no connection, no message, no example. No one who walks beside us, who share with us all the ups and downs of the world, who encourages us to walk in life as angel, angel, as God. In the old day, it's very difficult to know where the master is, who is the enlightened person. People have to climb the mountains, cross the sea, in a lot of hardship and uh, trouble in order to find an enlightened person. Therefore, our world has not developed in the ancient time. People lived in poverty, in lack of a lot of comforts. So I think that is not very ideal. I think the enlightened person must live in this world, must do whatever he has to do, must take care of whomever God placed in his hands and be happy, be enlightened. Because even, even if we run away into the forest, we can't run away from the universe. We are still in there. Where did we run away to? Right? So what's the nonsense? Many people think an, an enlightened person must have a very special appearance, maybe a very long beard. I happen not to have one, anyhow. <laughs> but today with, with, the technic, with technical, I'll say, uh, advancement, oh, I think I can grow a beard even, yeah? Right? With some chemical stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe an enlightened person has to just stay in the Himalaya. Yeah, there are some. Maybe some enlightened person who stays in the Himalaya. But it must not be like that. Must not be all of them like that. In the... Yeah, I don't want to cite Bibles or scriptures anymore. Otherwise, we'll be in trouble. I just talk what I know. <laughs> Forget about the scriptures. I was going to cite uh, Buddhist scriptures for you, but I thought, ah, better not. The less you know, the better. <laughs> and the more simple, yeah? And then you don't add more uh, com uh, complicated intellectual 
I would say, uh, nonsense <laughs> into your brain because the Bibles cannot enlighten us. The menu cannot satisfy our hunger. Therefore, what we need is the direct teaching. Of course, there are two kinds of teaching. One is the theor- theoretical doctrine which comes from the masters while the masters were still uh, alive. That is to teach uh, his disciples about how to behave in the society. This is just for the mind and just to suit the customs and uh, law of that nation at that particular period of time. And uh, also to correct some of the bad habits of the disciples and to guide them in many uh, for example, many aspects in life like political, business, uh, marriage, and things like that. But these are all worldly, all within the, the level of material existence. There is another teaching, which is the real one, the original and the lasting. This teaching is nonverbal. And that can be done through what we call thought transference. When the disciples turn inward and listen to the teaching from heaven. At the time of initiation, we will tell you how to do that. And not because we tell you that you can do that but because you are ready for it. And the master power will switch on the burden, burden of your age-old wisdom, which lays dormant within yourselves life after life until now. Just like we switch on the light and all the darkness will disappear instantly. That is immediate enlightenment process. And that is very possible for everyone who is sincere and who wants to know how great he is and how he connects with the whole universe, how God dwells within himself that he doesn't know all this time. And then everything else in life will take care of itself, truly. I ask all of my disciples, none of them says that they are not happier than before, that they are not more contented than before, that they are not more intelligent than before, that they are not more capable, more powerful than before. Even just a few weeks afterward, or even a few days afterward, depends on the person, depends on how receptive that person is. Just even after initiation, just a few minutes, even within initiation, you know you changed forever and you accelerate. You are no longer within human standard, but you enter the circle of sainthood without changing any appearances, without running away to anywhere, 
without doing anything dramatical in, in your life. Just to be where we are and enjoy both worlds. Enjoy the real and as well as the uh, ephemeral nature of the projection of the real life. That's what we have discovered. That's what we continue to discover and that's what we like to share with you. Thank you for your loving attention. If you have any questions, uh, please uh, print them clearly on the pieces of paper that you've been given, and people will come up and down the aisles uh, and collect the questions, and we'll translate that. Yeah. French or Chinese or Vietnamese or Spanish, whatever language that uh, is your... We will, it's your best you write it, and we translate. <laughs> First question is... Pouvez écrire en français Si anglais non possible. Si vous plaît. <laughs> First question is why do we need enlightenment? Is it because we desire a continued existence or is it merely our lack of understanding of life and death and its elaborate illusion? Thank you. I bid you peace. I have talked so much. And you still ask this question? Hmm? Why do we need enlightenment? Anyone knows? Have you absorbed? Yeah, you talk about it. Why do we need enlightenment, brother? Yeah, you, yeah. What? So, so we, we can know ourselves as God. Yeah. A man who doesn't know himself lacks everything. We want to know so many things, but we don't know who we are and why we're here and what we do. And I think the way of a gentleman is at least to know ourselves. Yeah? And then we can say, we, we can know every other thing. If not, it's funny, no? It's funny that you don't know where your house is and you know all the houses in the country. <laughs> okay. Okay. Why is it necessary to... To cease another meditation practice to learn the Kuan Yin method. No, it's not necessary if you are already contented within your practice, if you're happy with it, if that makes your life more fruitful, more loving, and more uh, wide, uh, more expanded in wisdom. You think your path is correct and you have found the light of heaven and you have heard the direct teaching from heaven within yourself, then you don't need to seek this method. Okay? Only when you don't have it and you're welcome to come. What do you think uh, should be done about hatred, violence in everyday life? Example, prejudice and uh, racial discrimination or how to get the message to those who don't want to listen? I think all these phenomena are the result of non-enlightened mind. If we are enlightened, everything is solved without having to speak with each other, without having to preach at all. So actually, all these things, just as 
anger, hatred, greed and all that came from the lack of enlighten, enlightenment in that person because he, he is so unsatisfied with what, we has, what he has in life, so uh, uncontented within the framework of his life. So he, he, it becomes natural that he's agitated, he's aggressive, he's angry, he's greedy for more because he thinks these things will satisfy him more, make him more happy. Actually, the deep root of all this is the yearning for a happier state of life. That is the deep yearning for enlightenment. Therefore, if we want to cure all this illness, we have to introduce enlightenment into people's life and make them make him happy. Yeah. Okay. For the first time in my life, I feel like I am getting closer to happiness. Am I making the right decisions? Am I still full of fear? I am still full of fear. I don't know. <laughs> if uh, if it's the first time that you get in. You feel you're getting close to happiness, then I think you're in the right direction. Continue in that direction. Okay. How can I overcome the pain? I have been abused by my own father. Please, Master, give us a word of peace to all women like myself who suffer day after day the karma of incest. I think you better forget it and start a new one. Hmm? Sometimes things happen in our life and if we don't like it, we just cut it. Yeah? Turn another page and finish. If you don't like to read a page because it's full of something that doesn't satisfy you and unhappiness, turn to another page, begins anew. Or throw the whole book away. <laughs> Buy a new one. Okay? Do you initiate people who are also initiated with another master or other masters? Sure, if they want to seek a higher um, upliftment, yes? I want to know why I cannot find peace even with meditation and love God. Thank you to answer. Maybe you should try our meditation method. Yeah? There are so many kinds of so-called meditations and of course not all of them offers the true connection with eternal happiness. So you try ours, okay? Can I practice transcendental meditation and your meditation at the same time? If you absolutely must, but uh, many of the transcendental um, followers came to practice with us and after a while they dropped the transcendental meditation. And they just follow this. Yeah? It would be better for you to concentrate on one at a time. If you do not feel uh, absolutely convinced with our way of practice, then you stay with the transcendental meditation. It's no hurry and think about it. <laughs> and if you are convinced in this path, then just follow one. Yeah? It would be better for you. Hmm? 
But I do not forbid anything. It's just a, a guidance for you. Our galaxies are never ending. Do we go on from one galaxy to another throughout our uh, spiritual self? Mm, it's not necessary to do that physically. <laughs> it will exhaust you. <laughs> Once we reach the height of uh, enlightenment, we can see everything within one second. There's no need to go around shopping like that. Thank you. You've told me exactly what I needed to hear. If I continue to eat meat, will I still have enlightenment after initiation? And how long will it take? Meat is the cause of all wars and sufferings in this world, as well as your personal self. To refrain from meat is to contribute peace in this planet because we terminate the cause of killing. Therefore, we will not reap the result of being killed or being wounded. And also, to refrain from meat-eating is a non-direct action towards those shall not kill the precept. Also, to, uh, um, to nourish our compassions toward all beings and treat them all as equal creation of God. Therefore, it is best that we refrain from uh, animals' product. And even if you are enlightened after, after initiation with meat-eating diet, you will suffer a lot of many heavy karmic burdens because it has to be cleansed out. And sometimes, if you reach a certain height in spiritual attainment, uh, you will experience some side effect of a non-physical purity when clashed with the absolute purity of heaven. Understand? And it's not always easy to withstand the intensity of power within yourself while having a little impured physical and mental um, state of being. Yeah. Why has my ego risen? Why has his ego, ego become bigger? <laughs> How do I know? It's your business. Perhaps nobody ever scolds you. Perhaps your position rise in the society. Perhaps you're too successful in your business. Perhaps your wife or your husband spoils you too much. Yeah? I wish to be enlightened. Why should I bother about staying in this society? About what? Staying in this society. society. Oh, I see. I see. But why not? Yeah? Why not? It's your choice, of course, but why choose? Why bother to choose? Because we were born in this society. We own a lot to this society to survive, to grow up, and to enjoy all the comforts that we have now. 
Therefore, it's also okay to stay in the, in this, in the society to repay some of this kindness, just to be present, just to be one of the whole and non-discriminating whether I am enlightened or he is not enlightened. And I am an enlightened person, I don't mix with an enlightened person, and this kind of things. When the person turns inward all the time, he, he doesn't mind who is around him. He doesn't even know that he is in the society or out of the society. He just be himself and do what must be done at that moment, always in the present. Yeah? That is the true enlightened person. For the spiritual aspirant that has more than one spiritual teacher, can he or she, how can he or she know which teacher is the most appropriate in the present moment? Yes, you have to ask yourself, are you praying to God, whomever you believe, to guide you, and whom, to whomever you feel most attracted to and most trusted, that is the person for you, all right? Is it possible to become awakened without a spiritual guide? Yes, yes, possible, very much possible. But uh, without guidance, you probably cannot go very far. You see, to be awakened and to be completely awakened is two different things. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So when a master who already traveled from the material existence to the highest awakening state, uh, they can guide you. <laughs> it's best and faster and safer. You were introduced as the most perfect being that has ever graced the earth. Yeah. How do you respond to that? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I'm not. <clears throat> because I don't know that I am that perfect. But yet, my disciples are proved that I am. So... Take what you believe, okay? <laughs> By the way, you are also the most perfect beings, except that you don't know it yet. So there's no big deal about being perfect. Because... <laughs> because if we believe in the Bible, it says that Know you not that you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Be you perfect as well just as your Father in heaven is perfect, and God made man in his own image. If I am made after God, I am perfect. Sorry if you don't know that. Okay? <laughs> uh, how through this enlightenment or initiation can we bring all people and living beings to supreme enlightenment and destroy all negative things and suffering? We cannot bring all beings into, into the state of supreme enlightenment because we are enlightened. But to, to, to us, ourselves, the enlightened person, all the beings, all the sufferings disappear. You understand? That's the most important. When you are enlightened, when you are in the state of samadhi, there's no beings, no suffering, nothing exists. And when you come out of the enlightenment, if you wish, come out of the samadhi state, you wish you contact to those 
who are not enlightened and who see things as suffering, so you try to help them. Whomever like to know your state of uh, non-suffering, they can come. Yeah? If they do not, it's fine. They have to learn their lessons. You can't force all the children in your family to become a professor of the university just because you are one. But you can guide them step by step until they become grown up and educated enough to be like you. All right? Yeah? How to get rid of the fear of death? Oh, I die every day. <laughs> There's no need to fear. When we know death, it's just a step in from one room to the next. It's quicker than that. I could just sit here and die, but you don't know. Very fast. A step from one uh, plan of existence to the next. That is the process of so-called death. And it can be done in second, not even second. So there's nothing to fear about it. If you fear death, come to me. I'll teach you how to die every day and you get used to it. <laughs> you see, just like when you first drive the car, you don't know how to drive, so you're very afraid, right? If you drive it every day, you get used to it. Hmm? Immediate enlightenment is perhaps possible, but it took you a lot of time and it didn't seem as easy. Please uh, tell us a little bit about your own path of enlightenment and the difficulties you experienced. Oh, immediate enlightenment means when you come for initiation, you get immediate enlightenment. But you have to nourish it. Yeah, just like a child. You have a child, but you have to give him food every day and to make him grow. Enlightenment is simpler. It, it, it's similar like that and the child you raise could be very difficult or could be very uh, how to say obedient yeah according to your background your karma your family uh, status etc huh? so enlightenment uh, uh, comes immediately at time of initiation but to nourish it is your is your your right is your duty hmm. and it doesn't take me very long it didn't take me very long. Uh, I had six months <laughs> of uh, apprenticeship. <laughs> but maybe it takes you six years or maybe 60 years. But that doesn't mean forever. And after initiation, you are promised of liberation, regardless of your level of attainment. Liberation and the mastership is different, of course. Yeah? The Buddhahood and the disciples are different, but all are liberated. Just like we, stay, we live in Canada, but there is someone who is rich, who is noble, who has a high position in the society, and someone who lives a, a little bit more ordinary life. But still, all of these people are Canadian citizens and enjoy the same bright, the same peaceful atmosphere and the same... Uh, how say prestige of this great country. Yeah. How do you know so many things? What things do I know? Do I know anything? All the things you ask are just very common. I, I only give you 
a handful of sand compared to what I know, which is like the ocean, the sand within the ocean and on the beach of the whole world put together. So don't praise me because you underestimate me by doing that. <laughs> Do not praise me because you have all this. You have more. Just get to know yourselves. And whatever I tell you today or in all the books or the tapes will be very insignificant to you because you will know that you are great. You own the whole universe. That's what you should know. You should praise yourself. You should not praise me. We are the same. Hmm? Must one work or deal with the sexual energy in order to get or gain enlightenment? No, 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 no. Just relax. <laughs> All the energies and struggle you spent to fight with the sexual urge is better to spend in meditation. Yeah? Why should you torture your body so much? It's a very natural phenomena and it will lessen its intensity with uh, time. Yeah? If you're married, the, 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 even passion, everything will become very much uh, lessened. And the more you meditate, the, the more heavenly enjoyment you will find. And when sex, I tell you, it's just a substitute for heavenly bliss. And because most of us lacked the real pleasure, therefore we, we, we cling to the lower substitute. But once we know the real thing, the other thing lost is charm. Just like when we grow up, all the toys, plastic model of cars, ooh, has no more great meaning to us. Because we have Benz, we have Cadillac, we have Rolls Royce, or even we have real car, any car. Understand? We know it goes faster, and we know it's more useful. So don't worry about the sexual problem. Just get enlightenment. Yeah? <laughs> After enlightenment, don't fear that you lose everything. You just enjoy things more intensively, but you know when and how, and you do not abuse your enjoying uh, power like you did before enlightenment. You might have sex now and again if you wish and enjoy it, but the enlightenment is your main aim of life and it will never leave you after initiation anyhow. It keeps pushing you. You can't just not go forward. You can't just be ignorant again. And even if you have a little exercise now and again with your wife, so what? God doesn't care that much. <laughs> you fear too much of everything. Yeah? Even a little sexual impulse scares you. Huh? Nothing is so fearsome. 
According to you, what is positive? What is positivism? Or what is being positive? Yeah, I understand. Mm. It is uh, probably a kind of attitude of some people. Yeah, they try to hypnotize themselves into thinking that everything is great, everything is possible in life, but thinking alone helps only very little. If we know the root of all the problems by uh, shining the torch of enlightenment on all corners of life, we tackle problems better. Not in a positive way, huh? not in a positive way, but in a right way. Be it be positive or negative. If we only be positive, we neglect another part of life, which is very important. It's just like you only choose men and you don't care about women. Can we do that? Yeah? No, we can't. So, an enlightened person know how to handle positive and negative, not to reject anything, but to make all things into full use for life and the life after. Okay? Yeah. I don't preach extreme things. <laughs> what are the limits of tolerance? Oh, you answer. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess the person who asks must be pushed beyond his patience in some matter. So, I guess there's no limit to it. <laughs> if you are in a situation like that, maybe try to turn the page. <laughs> when you can't bear anymore, turn to another page. Yeah, Try to make something else out of your life instead of just sitting there and bear all things. Get enlightenment first, yeah? And then see what you have to do next. Yeah. What do you think of the future for our youth? Uh, does it, do you feel that, uh, or have a lot of faith in the, our future generation? Oh. Yes, our future will be very good, very good. More people are enlightened these days than during the time of Jesus or Buddha or any other period of our earth planet. So I think our future will be very bright. It's already getting brighter, yeah? The uh, political situation of the world is already very hopeful, yeah? <laughs> the many of the great uh, arch-enemy <laughs> nations uh, shake hands with each other, yeah? And want to talk about peace and economical resurrection. So we should feel positive, huh? <laughs> is it more... Is it important to love yourself more than others and all living beings as long as you wish compassion for other beings? As long as you uh, wish compassion. Wish. Oh, 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 oh. That's a little bit uh, difficult. If you wish somebody else richness, will he get rich? Huh? If somebody is hungry, come to your door and you sit there in your meditation perhaps because you are a great being and you wish him some food, will that be done? Okay. So wishing and doing is something else. If we are enlightened, actually 
we don't need to help anyone if we don't wish to because we are we see things in a different way we are happy within ourselves and sometimes it's difficult to see other people suffering because we don't know it but if we can if we're willing we can uh, how to say descend from our hate and see other brothers and sisters are still mired in ignorance and in suffering and do whatever we can to help them that is the real compassion and love not just to wish yeah is sex between individuals who mutually consent all right mutually consent ah uh, what is that of course you both have to consent before before it happened why do you talk too much about sex is there anything important about that you know the animals they don't talk about it uh, they can do it just as great so what's the big deal let me think of what you truly want to ask me are uh, you mean the precepts of um, sexual misconduct okay misconduct of in sexual relationship means trying to refrain from taking other people's beloved person by doing deliberate actions or speech or other things to minimize other people's happiness understand it's just like taking other people's possession so we try to refrain from that but otherwise uh, it's okay for you to have a boyfriend or girlfriend i think is that what you meant yeah anyhow do not talk about sex please you have to understand that sex without love is nothing so you have to say is a kind of a loving relationship or intercourse between the, the two lovers that would be more sensible to human beings i don't know how you live your life <laughs> but sex is not all that important if you love someone maybe you try to show your love in different ways by action by speech by uh, mental yeah the true the true love must have a a uh, spiritual aspect also yeah so if you just have the so called sex we degrade ourselves and our beloved into animal standard so please do not <laughs> look at it that way if you love someone it's all right to love him and her in the way you like in the way that both of you feel appropriate but try to refrain from taking someone else's happiness and beloved that's all what i meant okay try to refrain do you feel uh, that it's possible or believe that uh, that we can meet those who have already died before us and to know them again oh yeah yeah you mean the ancestor they mean ancestor yeah we can we can see the past masters and saints and we can see our ancestors also our friends and many of our disciple see them after initiation 
because I have promised that five generations will be liberated also with the initiation from one person. So many of them will see their ancestor come back to them and thank them that they, through the initiation and through their spiritual practice, they have been liberated. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. But this is not high level. Huh? It's nothing big deal. <laughs> How can we earn our living without depriving others' chances of earning their own living? For example, if I don't have a job, somebody else will have it and be happy. If I don't cut a tree to make a living, that tree will feed numerous of different numerous different beings. Mm. Okay. No problem. You have a job because God gives you that job. Even if you're out of that job, nobody can take that job if it has not been uh, meant for them. So do not feel guilty. Whatever you get it, you get it. It's just oh, if we, we try to compete with other people and try to put that person down and try to do many tricks in order to trick him out of the position and then we, we replace him, that is a different thing. But if we get it naturally in the competitive society, first come, first serve. Yeah? If the other person won that position, he, he should be as fast as you or as capable as you. And about cutting trees, you can cut that trees and plant ten more. So don't worry about that, okay? Just plant more trees. <laughs> we respect nature, but we do not become slave to nature. The trees are there to serve us in different ways. It may give us shade when the shade is necessary. It may give us strength to the house if a pull in the room is needed. It may give warmth to your house if you need wood for fuel. So don't worry about cutting trees. If it's allowed and if it is abundant in your country, you have to look into the situation, not always become natural worshippers because human values are the topmost. If you cut all the trees and do not plant new ones, of course it is no good. But if you cut one tree, plant ten or twenties, what's the harm? Understand? Understand? See? We cannot be fanatic. We have to be flexible in different situations. Why do you wear such gorgeous clothes? You look like a pretty bride. A what? A beautiful bride. Oh. Why not? I have them, so I wear them. <laughs> Should I appear very ugly to you? Would that please you better? Huh? I believe in truth, beauty, and virtue. Hmm? And if I can possess any of them or all of them, I do. All right? Don't you agree? Yeah? <laughs> can you use your enlightenment to pacify the troubled areas of the world, such as wars and hunger? Yes, I can. If you help me, if you also become enlightened the way I am, then it is possible. Otherwise, it is not. Because just like a professor, he's grown up 
and he has knowledge. But if his children or his relatives or brother, sister doesn't want to be educated, huh? then how can they avoid poverty or other uh, hardship that comes with the person with little knowledge? Is that right? Hmm? Can you predict the future of the Vietnamese people? Of the what? Of the Vietnamese. Oh. Or of Vietnam. I don't predict anything. <laughs> I'm not a fortune teller. The future depends on the present. Any country is the same. Any person, same. If the present people, if uh, in the present time, people getting enlightened and change into the virtuous way of governing a nation, then, of course, the, the future of Vietnam will be bright. If the government stay stubborn, stay the way uh, it was ten years ago, the country will remain backward. That's very simple to predict. Any of you can predict. Huh? Why me? <laughs> What's wrong with Canadian humor? <laughs> Nothing exists. Do you agree with this statement? Nothing exists outside of oneself. Yes, I agree. I agree. But to know that is not enough. <laughs> we have to experience it through enlightenment. In my dream, I see myself flying. Why? Oh, this is very common. We did that when we were children also. Yeah? Sometimes because of the past experiences of uh, different life in different planets, so we experience something. Like in other planets, we don't walk, but we fly. Maybe you just came from a higher spiritual planet, and that memory is still within you, so you experience it now and again. If you want to know why, better get enlightenment. <laughs> I advertise all the time, <laughs> but you don't know it. <laughs> is it we who decide to become angel or devil? Yes, sure, sure. But also circumstances. If we are not strong enough to uh, withstand the temptation of life, then of course we fall into the, the other side of nature, which is negative. Yeah? And when we are strong enough, we stay in the middle, and we can have both positive and negative as our disposal. That is the way of the enlightened person. What... Uh, you have said sounds right and good, but what can you do that is useful for us? What do you want me to do for you? You have a rich country, you have uh, not uh, a high employment, unemployment rate, your government is fantastic, your country is beautiful. What can I do for you except give you enlightenment? Hmm? whenever necessary. If, for example, we have the Philippines when they have uh, volcanoes. We have the Vietnamese when they have flood. We have the Chinese and other countries when they have disaster, etc., when they ask for help. That's because they need it. But your country, what do you want from me? Huh? You should contribute to me. <laughs> One live in happiness if the others keep 
bothering you. Yeah, that's why you have uh, to uh, get enlightenment. <laughs> and then even other bothers you do not feel so, so much anymore. Just like you have a raincoat and even if it rains, you don't get wet. Okay? Not to change others, but to protect ourselves. Even though I practice meditation always, I don't feel the progress. Yeah, you have to change. <laughs> change to another kind if you don't feel progress in one. Yeah? Or maybe you're not sincere enough. I'll take care uh, where you fail. Yeah? Not always blaming on the meditation or the teacher of your meditation. And if your meditation is not good, then change. Change. Huh? There are so many to choose. Uh, is it necessary to, to seek conscious, consciousness or should we just remain open and the consciousness will come uh, on its own? Very difficult, very difficult. There's a switch inside you. It will be switched on when at the so-called initiation, even though I don't do anything physical to you. And sometimes during deep prayers or deep meditation, you may be able to accidentally switch it on, but that won't last. Yeah? Therefore, it's better to have a, an experienced friend who, who teach you. Uh, would you give initiation to someone who, who would criticize you on the positive side and not slander you? Sure, they criticize me all the time. All my disciples do that. Hmm? What I wear and what I do, what kind of my shoes, what kind of my hair, not everybody is pleased because you can't please everyone. Criticize if you must, but be enlightened. Just take my instruction and not my person, okay? That will do you lasting good. How do I hold beyond the mind and feel God in each other? Well, go beyond the mind and feel God in each other? Yeah, in everybody. Please explain why God created the flesh-eating animals like tigers, lions, and the uh, vegetable-eating animals. In this case, how could there be the peace between these two species? I mean, the chain of the food. In chain of what? The food chain. How do you? Uh, uh, how can there be peace in this food chain? Oh, I see. God creates the tigers and the lions so that we can criticize them. And then to refrain from doing the way they do because we are not beasts. All right? It's a good example <laughs> for not doing it. <laughs> you can't laugh, huh? You can't laugh, huh? <laughs> uh, do you not think that enlightenment is possible uh, through each and everyone's religion, religious practice. If, if, if it's already possible, then it's fine. If it's not, then come to us. All right? <laughs> to some it's possible, to some it's not. It depends on the religious order which you belong, whether that order bred any enlightened teacher to, for you or not. If both the teacher and the followers are are uh, uh, equally <laughs> ignorant. Of course, then, you cannot get enlightenment. There are different kinds of samadhi. 
Some are permanent and some are not. Are you in samadhi now? How could we reach a permanent state of samadhi? Are we reading forever or what? Yeah? Uh, samadhi, there are many kinds, of course. There are some kinds that is very uh, short-lived that you get at the beginning of your practice after initiation. And there's some kind of long-lasting samadhi which takes, sometimes lasts for hours or days. That's after some time of practice. And the other kind of samadhi uh, which uh, is very ordinary, just like you have it or 24 hours while you are working in this world. That is the samadhi state of a master. Yeah? Then a master looks like a very ordinary sentient beings, but the wisdom is very obvious, and the blessing and the power is very transparent. Are you in samadhi now? Again that question? Are you in samadhi now? <laughs> <laughs> If I say yes, would you believe? If I say no, I'm not worth to sit here. All right? <laughs> Can the universe be enlightened? If you are enlightened, then the whole universe <laughs> appear enlightened to you. If we go on to um, spiritual world, do we then go to other worlds and university, or universities to learn? Yes, in the higher, in the higher worlds. Yes, if we have not reached uh, the mastership, we continue to learn in the higher spiritual worlds. But only when we are initiated by a master while we are living, then that master continue to take us to the height of our wisdom after we leave this world. Should we have not attained it? How long will there be a new um, Christic energies on the earth? For how long? Christ what? Energy? Christ energy? I think that's what they mean. Oh. Christ energies. How long will it last? Or how long, long will it last on the earth? Christ energies. Christ energies is always there. But if we, if we don't make use of it, we don't know of its existence. So it's always lasting, but yet it's not there if we don't know it. Um, after we die, what happens? You know soon enough. <laughs> Please. There seems to be many supreme God-conscious masters on the earth uh, planet at the present moment. Do all know each other? Are you all the same level of consciousness? Not necessary. Not necessarily. Do you see each other on the inner planes? Yeah. I totally agree. How can I become a master myself? I am blocked. I read things and I'm not able to repeat it. Not able to, to what? To repeat what he, uh, the things that he reads. His memory, I guess, is not... How can I become a master myself? Oh, you first, you first be a disciple, okay? <laughs> and um, the way, the path of, of uh, our practice is to 
is to train you to be a master, but it takes some time. Yeah? So first come in and then you'll be one. Uh, what kind of happiness do we really need? No. If you're hungry <laughs> and you have some food, at that time that is your happiness. And same with every other thing. But if we want a true lasting happiness, then we must have the happiness from the root, from the real world, not the copy of the happiness which exists in this world. Uh, do you think uh, religion is a source of division between people? The division between people, which supposed to cause by to be caused by religions, are not from religion. It is from the misunderstanding of the people who label themselves at one kind of religious followers or the others, and uh, as they compete with each other about the uh, supremacy of their own faith. Yeah? So if we get enlightenment, we will understand thoroughly all the religious teaching and we will know that uh, originally these are the teachings of the masters which point to the same truth. And if we know that truth, all the religions come uh, in one, one fold. What is the real meaning of enlightenment? Does it mean understanding something you do not know already? Yes, that's right. If we don't have a job, don't have money, please tell me where is happy, how we can have a happy life, how to enjoy the human life. In Canada, you have unemployment benefit, no? Huh? Or not? Yes? Yeah, okay. Then be patient. <laughs> Take help from the government and search for another job. But if you don't have enlightenment, even if you have the best job in the country, you have also a lot of headache. Yeah? <laughs> if one cannot meditate two and a half hours because of working, what will happen? Try your best to do it. Yeah? If you don't um, have enough time, then you meditate in your sleep. It's okay. <laughs> we have many ways to overcome the worldly uh, obstacles. I'll teach you. Hmm? What is the importance, uh, significance of encountering negative, suffering people? Should we shun them or um, and their shut negative them? energies or resist their negative energies? We shut them? Uh, um, not accept them and resist their negative energies. Yeah, just ignore it. <laughs> ignore it. And protect yourself by your own means of uh, meditation practice. The Prophet Muhammad um, never said that we are gods, but we are uh, servants of God. Oh, yeah? Be servant if you wish. Are you God? I have already cited many examples and you still ask this question. You answer yourself. Okay? (laughs) 
There's a white light appearing on the right side. Can you explain that? Uh, it appears like it's flash, like a flash. What right side? My What? right side? Your right side? Am I right side here? Uh huh. People see a lot of light around me, and you see only half. You see only half. <laughs> Make it complete. <laughs> uh, you see, you you have been uh, blessed with the vision of the true. Uh, how say? The, the hello that is around some so-called enlightened person, and uh, mostly you should see it as the whole circle. But you've seen only half. How come? Is there something wrong with your other eye? <laughs> um, one person is in the uh, grips of an incur incurable disease. She is in a depressing state. How can one? Uh, what can one do to get her out of this situation? What about euthanasia? That means uh, uh, killing that person. Oh, I see. Of course, you try to do what you can to comfort the person when he's sick. But to an enlightened person, these phenomena will be just accepted. Yeah, it's just like you have a beautiful car, but it happened to have an accident, or is out of order because it's too old. Then uh, you repair it. And if you can't repair it, it's too expensive to repair. Then you buy a new one. All right. <laughs> God gives us thousand billion trillions and trillion of trillions of trillions of bodies all the time, life after life. What we need is to know where. The source of life comes from not to worry about the body because we will have plenty, just like your clothes. Yeah, we have plenty clothes. We these clothes get damaged, we 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 buy new one or we wear new one. It doesn't matter so much. What happened to the physical body? It does matter when we do not know our our spiritual body. Then we die all the time. We sick all the time. Uh, this is the last question. For the Christians, God's love is fundamental for the union with Him. This ingredient is it enough to save us? It's only the imagination of the mind that we have faith in God, that we love God, that we are united with God. The real union. Truly, does take place. That is when you merge into His glory. You see the light from heaven. You hear the word of God, which is like in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If we hear that word through initiation, through meditation practice, then we can say we love God, we know God, and we are in. Union with God. Otherwise, it's all imagination, all novelty, romance of the mind. We can imagine we have money, but we don't necessarily have it. Okay, that's the difference. Thank you, Master Qinghai, for your words of wisdom and the answers to the questions. And we can't hear a thing. <laughs> Repeat again. Thank you very much, Master Qinghai, uh, for your words of wisdom and the answers to the. Questions that you uh, 
took uh, so much time to answer. And for those who are interested in initiation, uh, the, the, out in the entrance there, there on the right hand, far right-hand side, the initiation tables are there for registration for those that uh, are interested. And um, thank you very much, everyone. So, thank you for being patient so far. I'll see you later at initiation. Uh, the initiation times will be a, a little bit of long time because of all the instructions you have to know uh, for your daily practice. But the enlightenment comes immediately. <laughs> the instructions in this worldly language always take long. <laughs> but the direct teaching always immediately. So after you be patient and go through with all this, I'll come and... Uh, switch on the light for you. So, thank you for everyone's kindness.